This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, dreamers, and welcome to episode 125 of the Dreamers Disease podcast with me, Alex Manzi. And after going through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I wanted to create a platform for you to join me on this journey of becoming richer in body, mind, and soul. And whether that is a discussion about everyday struggles or hearing the story of an inspirational guest or some of my own personal experiences, we aim to inspire you to start making a positive change in your life. And this is a brand new feature within the podcast called The Corner because this is now the corner of the podcast where I'll sit down with two other guests and have an open and honest discussion about a variety of topics. So on this episode of The Corner, I am joined by two of my very good friends, Nish and Joe, who have both gone through big, big changes in their lives this year. So I wanted to get together with them and share our learnings from 2019. Now, during this conversation, we speak about setting yourself small, achievable goals, why things change when you pursue good emotions, finding clarity, and why your learnings are always bigger than any regret so before we jump in i just want to thank you for listening be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening right now but for now let's jump straight in and hear this conversation with nish and joe so i'm joined on this episode of the corner by two of my good friends i would say nish and joe welcome hello how you doing dude what's up namanzi i'm good how are you good man yeah feeling good Looking good. You are looking good. The hair's always on point. Yeah, I mean, Chris getting bigger every time. (laughs) All mine. (laughs) Someone's got to hold the standards up for hair anyway. Um, But just to like give some context into this conversation, can you let people who are listening know just a little bit about like who you are, what you do, and maybe how we know each other? It might be quite interesting. You love that story, don't you? It's a good one, that. But you can can shorten it. Do you want to go first then? All right, well, I'm Joe. I'm currently um, doing paid media contracting, which is up in January, and then I'm looking to pursue my own things after that, which is partially how we know each other. I was in, did a messenger on Instagram. I think it was an email. It was an email, yeah. yeah. Very formal, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think I emailed him. Did you know, do you know about this? No, Around this time that we were doing the other stuff, we we come across Manzi, and we were like, well, he's, he's doing similar things to what mm. we want to do, so we just reached out to him, and then me and Anton went to meet him in Box Park. Yeah. And then that was it. That's how we've known. Like, wow, that's so sick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Stayed, yeah, stayed in touch and just started hanging out loads. And now look at it. Now exactly, you're on the fucking yeah. podcast. How yeah. many years deep has it taken to get on the pod? It took a couple of years, like, hasn't it? Yeah. We've, we've tried probably, a couple. Probably, probably, probably two years, isn't it? Yeah, we've this tried a couple of times, though. Yeah. We've tried. It just never... Yeah. This is the only time it really materialised. Mm. So literally just through Instagram, you just reached out and were like, hey, listen. I think we, we found out about the podcast first. And, and yeah, now, yeah. You just reached out. Dude. What a moment. Yeah. Beautiful. So I knew, so all right, so for me, I guess my background from a work perspective is like online, digital, started off in radio, which is where me and you first met mm-hmm. when you came in at One Extra and just ranting. And then uh, I was working there, working on shows. And we'd always stayed in touch since. Uh, but I think maybe since leaving One Extra um, and leaving that world, whilst I'm still attached to the world of like marketing and branding and stuff, like I'm doing a lot of other stuff outside of that, but I think more importantly, we've got to, we've kind of got to know each other a lot more outside of that and almost like mm. connected on a non-work level as opposed to yeah. purely work level, which I think was what maybe the first couple of years of us knowing each other yeah. was all based we, around. We like, had, I remember we had that conversation after you left and you were working at the bank and you were like, oh man, I'm really like missing just being like involved in something creative and 
doing yeah. not like like craving a sense of like something that you're passionate about like music or making like interesting engaging content and I was like do you know what man to be honest like I need some help with some like making clips and stuff <laughs> yeah. I was like if you want to help like obviously it helps me but if it helps you as well then it worked and that's when we started to speak a lot more and hang out a lot more because you you know were helping me out but we were just speaking loads on that. I remember that conversation I reached out after ages and I think you'd already started to yeah. do the podcast I think we went and got a coffee once like, yeah I remember that yeah. shit dude yeah so and who would have thought that fast forward all those years you'd be here on the end of year 2019 yeah, round up episode how long have you known each other Probably four, four or five years, four or five years since I was working at One Extra, since yeah. I started there. I was that annoying kid that would go to Alex, Alex, can you just post this thing about our show, <laughs> 34 Night Dude? Like, yeah, so I used to be that annoying guy that would always go to Alex and just try and get some yeah. social love for the shows. And yeah. now look at it, now we just connect on a deeper level, which yeah. is wicked, man. Sick. And then you guys know each other because part of like me knowing Nish and Joe and Anton and Nish Nick, and Mish. Nish and Mish and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of the gang, I kind of put a little WhatsApp group together, didn't I? Because we're all kind of up to interesting stuff and just wanted us to all connect. And sometimes we just don't, there's nothing in, in that group. Sometimes there's loads of action, like people sharing stuff. Yeah. So you guys got to meet through that. But saying that, you haven't seen each other for a while and you were having a really good catch up, I could hear, while we were kind of setting up. Um, so, what so were it's you guys weird. On? So, 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 <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, that's really loaded. But also, just on that, like, whilst I've known Joe, actually, Joe weirdly was in a similar circle of activity that I was in. I this is the live event that we did this year with Gary V, and yeah. you were like, and you were attached at a point where we were meant to be doing it the first time around, and for various reasons it didn't happen. But you obviously had met Phil yeah. and Matt, who I've been working a lot with since then. And I remember them saying, yeah, we met this guy called Joe. I was just like, Joe, I know Joe. It's, yeah. it's really weird how like oddly, like we've all kind of come in and we all kind of know the same people. We've ended up being in the same space. But no, look, like I've not seen Joe for, well, we've probably not spoken since maybe I mean, just give me a that year that. and a bit. Nah. You give me a random phone call like about two months I ago. Did. <laughs> if that, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really just phoned me up to blue. Yeah. We had a, a 50, 20 minute conversation. Yeah, so I do this sometimes where, like, if I feel like I've not spoken to people, I just have like this yeah, yeah. couple of hours where I just go, I'm just going to call in and just check up in on people. Like, yeah. I've already got a list on my phone of people that I need to check in with and just be like, you know, I've, you know, I've not spoken to so and so, so I need to reach out. So, yeah, that was the last mm -hmm. time we had that conversation. And then before then, when was it? We met in like. Could been, was it Christmas last year when we when we all, no, because you didn't come to that. No, you didn't come to that, dude. Can't remember, but it's been a while. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just glad to acquire with you and see you and see what you're up to. And by the way, this guy was talking about how, you know, yeah, you know, I do this, I do that. I haven't spoken to him about some of the plans he's got next year. Super exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, so, dude. Me, me dad's always taught me to uh, under-promise and over-deliver, so... I'm trying to do that. <laughs> that's the way to go. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good approach, though, isn't it? To, yeah. like... I'm not saying don't give your all, but like if you don't set the expectations expectations and the bar too high, then when you do reach beyond where you set it, you're always like, yeah, that's it. Mm. So it's always better to have realistic kind of ambitions or goals yeah. or settings to then smash it. Yeah, but it you, it, it's all you can also have different ways of measuring it, depending on for yourself or for when you're speaking to other people. You know what I mean? Mm. So in your own head, you can be like, well, actually, this is going to be amazing it's going to be this this and this whereas out, outwardly you're almost like playing it down a bit and not really not really giving too much away yeah 
Yeah, I think actually just generally like thinking small is just like quite a nice approach anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. rather than going, yeah, gonna do this, gonna do this, but actually like having like I'd say smaller goals or like small like the way I think about it is like smaller things of intent as opposed to just like a big like a big fucking goal <laughs> that like to be honest is is so disconnected from the actual intent anyway that it's probably pretty hard to achieve mm. and I think just thinking small actually and then building and growing and actually trying to create a cadence around a bigger goal just being aware of it and understanding that that, that goal might change like and that's you, right. and that's yeah. absolutely fine but I just think just thinking small just to get on the process and starting the journey yeah, yeah. is always quite nice and, and actually appreciating the journey as opposed to just being yeah. so hung up on the end destination super fucking have you boring. got any examples of that of like Tons, being, being <laughs> that's a loaded question as well because I know I know a couple of them <laughs> but have you have you got any examples of like having set a goal for yourself but then that completely shifting as you've gone through the process and you've ended up somewhere else. Yeah, for sure, man. So I think that's always, so I think for me, like in terms of like my working career, I'd always been very like goal driven. So when I think about Radio 1 or just been getting a little, like getting at the BBC, like I was very intent on where I wanted to get to and that became a very clear focus. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, I'm living this thing now. And I'm kind of looking for something else. What's that other thing? And then that maybe starts to describe the reason why I then went on to do other stuff and like left there to go and do other stuff and then became quite like driven by another goal, which was essentially to like maybe move and leave and maybe go somewhere like New York. But then you, you, you kind of so, you, you become so fixated on the destination that you begin to underappreciate again what I was saying, like the actual journey of getting there. And you never really like appreciate that things can move and things can change and when things do move and do change actually what does that goal mean now and actually just you know just appreciating the journey as opposed to the destination is where the beauty lies man the beauty lies in the journey not necessarily mm. the destination i think that for me has been like a big kind of um it's kind of an it's kind of it's kind of been a big observation for me this year yeah, you know? and if you're putting your happiness on goals too much you're never going to ultimately be happy because you're only going to be happy when you've reached the goal yeah but then there's always another goal after that exactly, so even yeah. when you reach that goal you only have a small moment of oh yeah sick but then it's like okay on to the next one and yeah. then you're, you're searching for the next one yeah I think also like there's a perception that maybe a goal needs to be something big and massive like you know when I think of goal I think of fucking Jamie Vardy netting like Fury at the moment <laughs> do you know what I mean but I also feel like I'm sure maybe like, I don't know, Trent Alexander-Arnold is just as happy with the fucking assist. It's mm. not like, it's not like something so big and so jubilant per se, but he's just happy with like, like that, like that level of intention is very different to the one that maybe the objective that maybe Jamie mm. Vardy has, right? I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but I think there's something different to be said like, what is the end result that you want? And like, again, what's the intent for it? Mm. Like, is the intent just to be seen as being like, fuck, Look what I am like. I'm fucking here. Maybe that was, maybe that might have been some like that might have been the reason behind some of the shit that I wanted to do, right? Like, fuck, look yeah, at me. Like, statement piece. exactly. Ego. Like, I'm in New York. Look at me. Fueling the ego, innit? Hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And actually, it's like um, maybe it's more of a like it's centered around the exterior as opposed to the interior, right? So maybe you're too focused on the the perception of 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 achieving something rather than really understanding the internal 
like beauty that you're getting as a result and that sometimes you can get that really out of sync you can be so hell-bent on getting somewhere because the perception of that in your own head as well as others is really good but actually maybe thinking a bit smaller and actually really appreciating like the internal stuff that you can get mm. actually supersedes what you probably had in the first place does that make sense yeah mm. definitely yeah, so, i always find that like the more the more adaptive you can be along the way the better it is for you because if you like you said if you restrict yourself to saying I want to be here or do this thing and get to this point you're, you're only giving yourself that avenue towards it you're forgetting about all the other stuff that could potentially be opportunities around it or that could come in or that might appear or and if you're completely shut off to those you don't know what you're kind of where you could be you could mm-hmm. actually be way beyond that yeah. But if you're not open to those possibilities or opportunities, then you're just kind of restricting yourself in like a really disciplined way. And it's good to have discipline, but you have to have the freedom within yeah. that as well. It's almost like picturing like what, who or what you want to become rather than like a specific goal of earning X amount of money or doing whatever. Thinking of, all right, well, this is how I want to live my life. Mm. And then everything will be built around that. Mm. and that's something that you can do from like the off so you're like if you're feeling that you're not reaching your goal or you're you're feeling that like you're you're far away from something if you can like pick think think of think of how you would feel when you've reached this goal of what you want and keep going back to that feeling as much as you can each day Mm. yeah and you know that will help allow you to one live in the moment and and two not try and reach a goal for a feeling and then worry about reaching another goal because yeah. you're just like manifesting this feeling yeah so it's like intent and then embody it right yeah yeah so if you, so if you have a desire to get somewhere or do something then having that desire and that desire alone as well as understanding what is driving that is one thing but then the second thing beyond that is going all right well then why don't i just act as if i already have that mm. what does that do like if I was to feel it as if it's already happening, then suddenly that thought then begins to tie into the feeling, which naturally creates a really positive state. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So then suddenly it feels like, okay, well actually, if this feeling is good, then it's probably more than likely, by law, that that actually will will happen. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, what's some of the stuff, Joe, that you've done or been doing this year because I know that we always talk about Dr. Joe Dispenza and you're always telling me to get on to like doing this and doing that so like what's some some of the stuff that you've done to facilitate exactly what we're talking about in terms of like bringing that feeling and that putting yourself in that place now rather than like looking at it as a something to be attained like meditating mainly and doing things that like are in my control and that I love doing. Like making music, which is one thing. Um, throughout this year, while I've been working, you know, contracting, like it's not exactly what I want to do with myself. Hmm. Whereas on the side, I'm trying to, well, I'm launching a business in the new year. So like I got caught out in thinking too much of being in the position of launching the business and getting myself down that it wasn't happening quick enough which I was seeing so like I found myself like getting getting myself down about my job 
on focusing on the things which I didn't like about my job. Whereas what I did, what I, what I did was then when I realised this, I almost wrote down my intention. So what I wanted, what I wanted from from like what I wanted to do, and one one of them is work remotely from anywhere. So luckily in my job now I can work from home or I can work from the agency. Like it's quite flexible how we're working. So it was literally just focusing on these things, which like I was still I was doing now, but maybe I wasn't doing them in the abundance that I'd like to. Mm. But focusing on them and really thinking about them and feel like manifesting that feeling like of freedom and focusing on those parts of my jobs rather than all right well i don't like this or i don't like that i don't like working with someone i don't like being somewhere for someone else on someone else's time rather than thinking that way thinking well actually i've got the freedom you know i'm, I'm a contractor so it's not forever like all, all these different things i think for me like the, what i what i've pulled, pulled most from dr joe dispenser is the way that we can basically control our feelings through through our mind and through a lot of med meditation just by focusing on different areas of the body so every time i meditate now i'll just focus right on my heart center mm -hmm. and just like try and think about everything that's good and so like what's what's like what has happened as a result of doing that like um that, that. I don't, I don't know because this this is a, this is a tough one for me to try and explain because like I don't like I've always been quite a happy person and I've just been quite chilled and laid back and like so it's almost just like maybe I'm just keep maybe as I'm getting older I might be getting more cynical so it's me just keeping that <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I mean yeah this is a funny thing I, someone said it in a meeting yesterday and I was just like I was, I can't remember what I said but I, like I was just like happy and just like whatever and it, it was really like rubbing someone up the wrong way and it's like this person's like is fuming because I'm happy or I'm not bothered about this situation. And then they sort of be, being negative to me, but like that partially drives me. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, people don't trust people who have got a smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's sort of like that drives me to do it as well. That drives me to just, well, why not? You know what, what else? I'm only in work, I'm not like, this isn't like, thinking that work is your life as well. That's another thing that which can get you down, thinking work, like this is me, like the, it's the ego. It's the mm. ego that like, or it's the part of the ego what the what work and jobs and titles like um, fuels. Yeah, yeah. I think nothing like really, like um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Nothing really like. Uh, I can't think of the actual word. Like sums you up. Like no situation is like. Um, I'm really having a mind blank, but the point I'm trying to make is that. No situation determines who you are or, or what you or what you feel about anything in your life. Like, so going back, funny enough, to what we were talking about before about having a goal and then like moving with the flow. So at the start of this year, like I, you know, I released my ebook and stuff, and I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to start building a coaching business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. And had all these plans in place. I'm going to have like group sessions and one-on-one -on -one sessions, and then I'm going to start doing like webinars and videos. And we, we were talking lots about like funnels and all this like stuff. And as the year's gone on, I've just kind of totally, not mo totally moved away from it, but like just gone in a different direction with like my work and where I see myself sitting because I've just gone with the flow and what's felt mm. right in the moment, like every day. Whereas if, I'd, if I was still in that zone of like the coaching and the this and that, I might have a lot of frustration coming with me because it might not be coming quick enough or I might not have the, 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 the full kind of intense, good feelings around it that I have when I'm doing other stuff. 
and that, that will cause frustration within yourself. So it's like, I think having that freedom to just move and just like what you're saying is like, recognize like, okay, cool, this thing's not working, this thing's not good. Like, mm. I'm just gonna go over here because this other thing feels really nice. And we were talking about it earlier with like the work, uh, pleasure and like having money to line your pocket balance. And it's like trying to get all of those three things in balance is like really difficult at times mm. because Ideally, they'd all be one thing, right? They'd all be the same or similar things. Like the same thing that you're really passionate about is the thing that is your work, is the thing that's lining your pocket. But realistically, it's not because you have to maybe have three or four different things yeah. to balance those mm -hmm. feelings. It, you, can, you can get there, but it's just when you go down like a path where yeah. it's like, you know, go to uni, go and get a job. Then you sustain, like move to London. Yeah. I've lived here for nearly six years now, so I've almost like have to now sustain this life. So as much as I'd want to just go and move back into my mum's and spend a year, two years on making music and making that me thing, like I, I almost don't, I don't want to do that because that, that, I don't feel like that'll make me happy. Like I need, I almost need to, or I want to make enough money alongside it, but then still while doing this, Mm. Like alongside it, and if it, if if nothing's made of it in four or five years, I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Because it's 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 an outlay, and it was like I was saying to you today, like it's something which is completely within my control. Yeah. So all this year, when like while setting me my business up and things haven't have been happening as quick as I'd want them, it was out of my control, and it was frustrating me. I'm in this job, and you know that's where the frustration built. Whereas with this outlay, it's something that it's just me. It's down to me not down to anyone else I've got to put the time in I've got to I've got to do it I've got to make it all happen and obviously it's the same with the bit with the business but you I'm also relying on other people with that whereas mm. with that it's just time I can spend just borrowing into it yeah and what I love about like what you were talking about earlier with like having some defined area of goals is then what I'm really intrigued by is how much pressure did you put on yourself on those goals that made you not hit those those like to not then change or move in a direction that felt a bit more comfortable mm. like so because in my head it's just like there's so many pressures already in my life mm. I don't need to put any more pressure on myself to do shit exactly. so let's just make stuff really simple really easy and let's make sure that at the very least if I attain really simple stuff that I know I can do everything on top of that is a bonus I've I've over exceeded I just make sure that those goals are really simple and easy to get because yeah. I don't need any more pressure on myself and I don't yeah. want to be putting that on me so I think that's the other thing isn't it which is like the goals become so big that suddenly you become pressured by them and you're looking at them and almost become fearful of them like yeah so to, to your point about feeling and stuff like to then have a feeling like a fearful feeling connected to a goal that is meant to be driving some level of joy yeah. That's crazy, right? So yeah. that's kind of like where I was sat was with the coaching thing. Is like <laughs> yeah. I, I was putting the pr the pressure on trying to build up this coaching business. Yeah. And the more it wasn't happening, the more I was like putting the pressure on, and the, and you're going down this cycle of like more pressure, more pressure, more pressure, until you get to a point where you're like, no, I don't, I don't like this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like I would have. You need to use fun out there. You need to use your emotions as yeah, like exactly. your, your, your like your guiding system. You follow what feels good, stay away from what doesn't. Like it's it's that simple really. Yeah. So like the way that you've said you had these goals and aspirations to build this coaching business and then you know, one thing led to another, it sort of isn't isn't really the goal. Now your goal's switched up, you wanna do something else. Like that's that's sound, you know what I mean? Like you, 
there's nothing wrong with that because it's almost like he was saying that with the goal and there's a fear there's almost a level of fear that like oh what if I don't want to do this in six months mm. that that can restrict you and put you off doing things but like what you've done there through that is you've learned a lot through that process and then you, you've realised well actually no this is not what I want to do yeah, yeah. I want to you know it's, it's actually shifted a little bit you know things yeah. change like things around us which are out of our control change and we've got to like adapt to it yeah. like, so, what, what's been your biggest learnings this year then? Because I feel like that's actually been one of mine. It's yeah. like understanding the difference between a good emotion for a good reason and a bad emotion for a bad reason and trying to simplify everything that I'm doing to feed more somewhere in the middle of the two. Because I always think like the more you chase a good feeling, the more you're exposing yourself to the bad feeling because it comes to that thing of like, again, like I'm trying to chase this amazing feeling of building the coaching business, but the more mm. it doesn't happen, the more pressure you put <laughs> yeah. and vice versa, you know? Yeah, well, the, the, like the spend, what like the spenders whole thing is around feeling that. What Rather than chasing that feeling, feel it. Yeah, so exactly. feel how, feel, like your body doesn't know the difference between something which is happening and something which isn't. Yeah. Mm. So you're, you're, it's the feelings. Yeah, exactly. So if you, if you can, like feel if you can like visualize it and feel these feelings rather than thinking the attaching the coaching to it or anything specific feel the feeling that you'd feel when you when you're doing that and then almost like that will then you know that will then present the right things will then present themselves to you rather than you know like you're saying putting pressure on i need to try and do this applying more pressure like that's not going to work focus on the feelings and like almost like let it let it flow. Yeah. I mean, there's a thing with pressure in itself which you end up breaking, right? Mm. So at some point it's going to give. Exactly. And at what point are you going to let it give, right? Exactly. You know and that um, Retro 2 song, Pressure? Yeah. You know it? It's good, you know. But it's just come up in my, uh, like, my 2016 or 2017 oh, most played, yeah. Yeah, really. That's the one there. Pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds, yeah. I think as well, um, one of the things that Joe was talking about earlier, which I think is really important, which is, like, understanding, like, like the boundaries, right? So for you, we're really clear on like what you wanted. Like, I want to work remotely. I want to do this one. Like, so understanding what trade-offs you want to put in place, like the absolute essentials and the things that you really want really helps to start inform like what you then go on to do and what decisions you make, right? Mm. So whether you want to call them trade-offs, like, or boundaries, like I kind of think they're boundaries. You're almost creating boundaries within it where if, where like if you're willing to take on something, then you know exactly what what you're putting yourself into, and then you're able to figure out what those trade-offs are. So if I really want to do that, then I know that this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. That's really positive, but at the same time, this, this, and this is what I'm gonna have to concede. Okay, how does it go? So actually, like one of the big learnings for me has been knowing when to say no and when to say yes, and yeah. understanding that actually no can mean yeses in other areas. Mm. And when you begin to unlock that no begins to give you this, this, and this, which you get for yourself or might happen for somebody else or something else, actually a no isn't a no, a no can mean yes in a weird way because then it allows you to do the things you want to do. So I think that for me has always been like my kind of Achilles heel, which I, I've always been that guy that loves to say yes and mm. end up realising, fuck, I wish I didn't commit <laughs> to this thing that's now, yeah. and now I'm kind of overcommitted in a weird way. But um, yeah. I reckon the, the biggest things I've learned are probably around patience and discipline. Yeah. Never been a very patient person and I've never really been a very disciplined person. But like... How have you got there? Well, 
this is a bit of a black story now because I haven't been doing it for like the past month. But uh, me and Anton started doing cold showers last winter. Oh, you love this. So every morning, every morning, I'd get, like, I'd get my normal shower and then at the end of it, I'd turn the cold shower on. Push right down. Like for like, for like up to two minutes. And the, the way I was timing that was, I don't, like something else which I've developed this year is like affirmations. So recited affirmations and whenever I feel like I'm getting a negative thought, I'll just start saying them in my head. So what I did was I timed how long it took me to say them. I mean, it was and two then, minutes. Yeah. No, no, no. It was like 30 seconds. So just say it four times. So just yeah. say that in the shower to give me something to focus on. And it's not, yeah. not that. And then what was that? So that's the discipline. And then patience, I think, with music. That's like helped me sort of understand that like not everything's going to come things out of my control. Like, or like something which my, my granddad used to say to me, mum and my mum's always said to me, don't worry about what you can't control. So almost give me like reaffirm that. Mm. and just like things will happen at the right time absolutely like if you and it links back to the dispenser thing if you're if you're reaching these emotions as much as you can each day or a few times a week or whenever you can and if you sort of have the patience and do that at the same time and almost believe that like it's going to come to fruition yeah don't try and rush it like you were saying the pressure the pressure maybe faults it yeah maybe fucks it up a little bit whereas if you can just allow it to like flow it will all happen at the right time you know what i mean i love a cold shower yeah I'm say, have you have you done ever done an ice bath i've not done it's weird like i i always think about ice baths when i'm doing my cold showers. Yeah. Oh, well actually I was, I was lying there now i've been doing cold showers but only in the gym not in not at home Got it. so I'll, I'll, I'll do them a few times a week now yeah. but just like going in as well going in between the sauna and the and the, the steam and yeah. the cold shower as well yeah that's good i'll tell you what an ice bath is a whole different kettle of fish. Is it? Me and Anton, we just come back from Iceland, so we went to these like they. So a lot of Iceland is obviously is on top of like geothermal springs, so they've got these like outdoor swimming pools, which is like heat, naturally heated waters, and they've got little what they, uh, they call them hot pods, which are basically like not jacuzzis, but like kind of jacuzzi like hot water, and you just mm. sort of chill in it steam room saunas and then there was this one ice bath and we could see people going in and out and you could see people's reaction so i was like right anton let's let's try it let's try it and he was like oh, i don't know man and i was like yeah let's go like and i just literally we were all walking towards the steam room and the ice bath was next to it and i just made a beeline for the ice bath and just thought before i'd even got in the water i thought don't react to getting in the water it's going to be cold just get in and just sit there so i just went straight in didn't react to how cold it was like literally like I think it was like eight or nine degrees, which is freezing cold. Went in and then just submerged myself up to my head. And I've, I've read and heard things like when you're in the ice water, it's like, don't think about the cold, just concentrate on your breathing. Mm. So I'm there trying to do like my breathing to try and make it through like a minute or two minutes. And it's the longest two minutes of mm. your life because so much of your body wants to freak out, but it's actually like a really disciplined thing to like just focus on the breath but you can literally only stay in there like two or three minutes like no longer like it's honestly it's it's a good challenge but one of the things that i read and i think it's like a wim hof um learning is that when you do an ice bath challenge like you shouldn't get out of the water out of the fear of how cold it is you should wait until you're comfortable being in the water and then get out of it that's nice. Because then your body reacts differently to it. Yeah. Instead of it being like, oh my God, that was a horrible experience. You actually be like, ah, 
actually that wasn't too bad and then you can get out um, so that was yeah an, an experience and a half so I'd recommend it if you if you get a chance I have to fucking go man well even just hearing about the journey in itself yeah. man, it sounds like it was a, yeah. uh, it sounds like it's a spot that you need to go yeah. I feel like um, going like on the on the feeling of discipline I think when I think about the other thing this year which is probably I've, I've, I've only just realised in my own head like how massive it's been but even just creating like rituals in the, my day like like all like habits but to mm. me they're like rituals what are they? so like for me there are just so like my morning man like my like if you want to call it routines or habit like whatever you want to call it but what I do from the moment I get up to the moment I leave my house is so locked in and I love it so what, much. What time do you get off? 4.45 every morning. Wow. And I hit what time do you go to bed? Six. Well, this is it. I'm in bed by 10. Yeah. That's Absolutely. That. I, I can't switch off by 10. My life. Dude, like your body will then become like really used to it. There's this thing called um, chromotypes. Have you heard of chromotypes, yeah. right? So a chromotype tells you what type of sleep you are and it, and then it begins to inform roughly like what your sleeping pattern should be. So for some people, they operate really good in the nighttime. Some people operate um, actually less in the evening. So therefore it begins you like, so it, it, it gives you an idea is like your body type and who you are, what time you should be sleeping. So that was, that was one of the things I found out earlier this year. And then weirdly, I just began to like bolt on stuff. So you're reading that book, the atomic habits at yeah. the moment right and that kind of starts to feed in was once you get one thing locked down you can yeah. start building around that and the moment i had that locked down in this pure like easy like just to get up at a certain time do whatever i need to do to get to the gym at six and then come back at seven then men i was able to plug in all this other stuff around it to a point now where not even just my morning but my evening is so locked in and having that begins to create this really lovely rhythm in my day where yeah. it feels like I'm going through the gears. It feels like I'm gear one, then gear two, yeah. then gear three, gear four. And then suddenly by four or five o'clock, I'm gearing all the way down yeah. to a point where at 10 o'clock, bro, I'm telling you now at 10 o'clock, I'm absolutely shattered. Like after this, when I'm on my train going back, I'm going to be so shattered and I'm going to want my bed. But more importantly, I'll know that I can't sleep without knowing that I hadn't done my evening routine. What's so evening a certain routine? level of stuff. There's things like um, bullet journaling, which I was talking to Anton once about on the phone. And then I, so that's really important. Then there's like a, there's like some level of stretching that I need to do, that I need to do before I get to bed. Getting old now, lad, yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. You see these great yeah. Um, I feel Same, uh, but then also like with the journal, like for me, what I do then with the journal is then I, rec I voice note my journal. Yes. And then okay. I listen yeah. back to it in the morning. Oh, okay. Anton was telling me about this. So it just keeps it really cool. nice. Yeah, so it's a really nice feedback loop that works for me. So like when I listen That's to it in the morning, again, it's part of my routine. In fact, I listen to it on the way to the station. I listen to it and then suddenly I get perspective on like a different level of perspective on yesterday's thoughts mm. where I'm very, like I'm, in a weird way, I'm the observer of my own thoughts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So- um, You are anyway? Hmm? You are anyway? Yeah, totally. But I guess this is more of a kind of, one, there's a documentation of it, but also I'm, 
dialing it up to a point where I'm listening to what I was saying yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually, and you've allowed, li- you've allowed your, your your mind to work it, work a lot of it exactly. out while you sleep so as well. I'm thinking, yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. So that's why that happened. That's why I felt that was. You know what I mean? And actually, like sometimes it can be super mundane. Sometimes it can be really fucking profound. Do you ever do a end of month like journal roundup? So. If no. you note down, like you said, bullet journaling, if you if you even take notes while you listen back to your journal from the night before, do you then go back at the end of the month or this end is, of three months or whatever? Yeah, to- see now this is the difficulty that I have, which is um, I've now accumulated so many of these fucking things that like uh, to even listen through to a month's worth of that, you're talking hours, mm. right? But I'm not saying listen at the end of the month, I'm saying... Once you, you record it in the morning, in the evening, you listen in the morning on the way to the station, maybe then while you're on the train. There needs to be another n- level of... Note down, exactly, this yeah. is, these are the things I was feeling and what you've learned from listening back. Yeah. And then at the end of the month, look at those notes. So it's yeah. like another level on top. Yeah. So the journaling is bookended. So it starts at the day and it also starts... Yeah, then, yeah. Then it finishes. So there's a level of that. But the one thing I'm very aware of and that thing is... I've got nothing that documents what I heard from the previous night. So like, does, does that make saying. sense? That's what yeah, I'm saying. You exactly. should, maybe you should have like, so, even if it's five bullet points. You're right. And then you can go back like in two months time. So you could go, actually, how was I feeling in April yeah. compared to how I feel now? And you can almost see your own by looking at your April yeah. notes. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't do it, but I've, I might start next year. Honestly, like do it. Uh, from January on, do it. I, I started it. On? I probably won't do it. I started it this year and um, and jibbed it off after about six months. Yeah, Why? and I think but also I don't, I, don't, I don't know if like I don't know if I was I don't like this. What I was going to ask you then? What what, what do you get get from it? What do you think that I it contributes it. to what you do? To I think it really helps me with well, like, I'm a naturally I'm a very fucking deep guy, and I think uh, for me it is a way of cultivating my own thoughts and getting a better understanding of me and just appreciating that that is that that is who I am but also knowing that I've never really found a way of doing it where it's been easy to do and also um, where I've been able to sustain it so it comes back to this thing of just like habits and routines anyway right which for me like I'd always tried writing a journal but I'm not fucking good at writing dude like mm. it doesn't really work for me and I tried just doing the voice notes and the voice notes and I but it didn't really kind of work for me so I just tried out stuff and then suddenly the value that I get from it is that I'm very aware of how I'm thinking and feeling in terms of like to be super comfortable with myself, I need to be super comfortable with myself. Mm. So therefore to be comfortable with myself, we need to really understand and really figure out like how am I thinking and feeling and it changes every day. So if I'm aware and cognizant of that on a daily basis and I'm able to record that and not only that, create a feedback loop where I'm always learning and I'm always looking to see how I can improve myself in a really easy way. That's what I get from it. The value is self-improvement in a really super easy like way that works for me. And that might work for other people, amazing, but it also might not work for people, that's, man. That's, I think that's key. I think it's finding the things that do work for you. Yeah. It's like you were, you were talking about affirmations. I, I was trying affirmations for pretty much most of last year and the start of this year and it just it felt like I was forcing it whereas like when I do my meditations and my exercise now I'm into that routine of stuff that stuff flows more naturally yeah. and I think it's about finding those little pockets of things uh-huh. that work for you which is why I'm quite interested in 
this feedback loop that you're talking about, but also like the review aspect of it. Because yeah, sure. I think I'd find it really fascinating. As much as I like to live in the presence, in the present, sorry, and feel and be in the moment, I think there's actually something really interesting on being able to reflect back. And I think that can be really powerful as well, whether it's good or bad. And that's mm-hmm. why I like doing these episodes at the end of the year. So you reflect back on your year and it's actually a really powerful end of year feedback loop whereas if you can do that every month or every two months or three months i think that could be super so here is one real basic example of where that feedback loop has really helped me right i have been in a really mundane situation where maybe i am in a conversation with somebody and i felt something that i wasn't happy with and it was a negative feeling i'm able to then document that in the bullet journal which will just be like i had this conversation with somebody and i felt this way i don't really know why whatever but again like for me writing isn't good so it needs to be like like it's literally a sentence what the voice memo does is it allows me to then extrapolate that talk about it and then suddenly i'm going that was all alone and nonsense. Mm. And then suddenly I've already ejected that negative feeling in my own head, mm. literally like that. Yeah. And in fact, I've then doubled it in the morning when I've listened back to it and go, yeah, dude, mate, you were just on some other level <laughs> yesterday. Like that is ridiculous. And I think that is what, that for me is that's, that's what it does for me in terms of like value, in terms of knowing that it gives, it, it gives you perspective on situations that either are really important and, and, and you understand how important they are, but also more importantly, it can just nub out the shit that you don't really need to focus on because the reality is, is when you listen back to yourself talking about something or you read something that you've written it down, you go, yeah. that was useless, man. Yeah. What are you talking about there? And I think it comes down to that level of observing your thoughts from a disconnected position is what that does to yeah. you, man. It's really funny because that's that's kind of where I sit with like my writing and stuff. And like when I record the in focus sessions, is I'm all, almost like pro, as I write, I'm almost processing my own thoughts. Mm. And then the next day or two days later, when I go and read it back, I'm like, oh, that's a bit. And then I rejig it. And then when I record it, sometimes I rejig while I'm recording, and it's like that process really helps me get to that level of self understanding and processing my own thoughts and feelings whilst I'm doing it. So it yeah. sounds like a very similar But also thing. feedback look happen, like they happen in everything, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it even happens in how you do this podcast. Mm. Like you would listen back to every episode and yeah. naturally you would just go, oh this, that and that, okay, cool, build. And suddenly and dude, if we were listening like if we were to go back and listen to episode <laughs> one to five versus yeah. as you said on episode 100 like dude I, I don't even want to listen back to them yeah. do you know what I mean and that's because you're like we're always creating feedback loops in ourselves like so it's like again it just comes to like trying stuff out and just seeing whether it works and for some people it might work some people it doesn't mm. it's cool it's absolutely fine but for me man it's mm. like it's an absolute essential like in yeah. my day yeah mm. apart from weekends I'm yeah. just a different guy and, all and you, <laughs> you, you done uh, some soul, soul searching recently because you went, went to Japan dude went to Japan heard so your like, podcast and heard you go and I thought yeah. dude and I need to go so what oh, was it what yeah how, A how was it and B I know we've had that very deep conversation about this already but like what did you learn from that experience oh man that's such a load that's loaded questions all today no is that really so yeah like um I, I <laughs> so I'd so I'd never been to that area of the world before yeah. so I think there was tell a it to me because he knows already so I'd never been to that level of the yeah. world before and also there was a level of like um actually just wanting to like wanting to experience something by myself. I was, I was literally just going to say, did you go on your own? So that was I, a, yeah, yeah. So I, I've been threatening to do something on my own recently and I, I, I need to just fucking go and do it. Like I've done it for like to gigs and that before. Yeah. But like that, like 
that's probably interesting. So you throw yourself into a situation where I guess like, as somebody who's always been very kind of itemized in anything that I do, and this is maybe the producer in me, which is like, I can't go live on air unless we know exactly what the fuck we're doing, or like, you know, I can't go abroad unless I know exactly what I'm doing every day. To throw myself into a situation where it's a different continent, also sp spending a good amount of time by myself, as well as a good amount of time with other people as well, because I spent some time with, you know, with two really good mates of mine. To put myself in a situation like that where the whole premise was, we're just gonna fly into Tokyo and I'm just gonna spend four days here and I'm gonna decide what happens after that. Yeah. And whilst everybody, you included, gave me itineraries, do this, go here, go there, and that's really important, and it's really good. Also, I didn't wanna feel the need to pressure myself into doing anything. So I think the experience of putting yourself in that situation and almost being um, kind of, I wouldn't say gung-ho, but like flexible on a daily basis. Where I wake up today, cool, let's go to, let's go to Kyoto today. Okay, cool. I spent a week in Kyoto when, you know, we only probably planned to maybe stay like three days there. So you like, so approaching the journey or sorry, approaching the trip in that mindset was really interesting and, and like started to uncover a lot of really interesting stuff, which is just like, fuck, there's so much joy and just mm -hmm. like, like, stuff like being this way or going about it this way versus just like the people you meet the country itself which i think we could talk for hours oh, about yeah. i could do a whole episode on like a, like a country that's so like i i think the number one thing for me as i come back is going here's a country that really respects its environment to a point where like nobody will cross the road unless the sign tells you to cross even though no cars are going and it's literally just from here to where it's Anton bad, is sitting. It? Yeah, it's like, sick, but that's because there's such a level of respect and discipline. But also patience. So I, I, stuff I, I like, I just yeah. run across the road. Yeah. yeah. But, but when you're there, you don't. Like, I found that it. when I came back, like first day back in London, I was like, couldn't wait to cross the road when there was no cars. But while I was there, I was like, happy to yeah. sit back and wait for the green man. And, it's only really ever like 60 yeah. seconds. It's yeah, not yeah. that long, is it? Yeah. We, you're not going to miss anything. Exactly. And then having all that, like, so I spent a good amount of time purely, um, purely just in the big cities in Japan, really enjoyed it, but then spent the last, like, five days in some fucking mountain in the middle of nowhere, a thousand metres up in the air, in a monastery, in a Buddhist monastery, living with monks, monks yeah. feeding you. How was that? May, it was absolutely surreal. In Japan? In Japan, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it, it, you know, it was amazing. And again, like, that is, like, you know what like it's really weird because like in in my head i can really understand how that felt and i think at that point in the journey it gave me such a level of insight in terms of who i am and roughly not necessarily where i want to go but just being really happy and content with this idea of going back to girls i don't need to have a really clear defined goals like i'm quite like actually i'm just happy in this space right now let's not put any more pressure on that that's really cool but then like and that's only because you're in an environment that allows you, where you are literally one with nature and the absolute bare essentials are water and heated water is only given to you from four o'clock in the afternoon till seven. So yeah. make sure you, yeah, all the way through to you're in a monastery with monks who have literally given up them, like, their lives for, um, you know, to, uh, 
for their own religious reasons or you know for a high being or whatever it is mm. like so when you're in an environment like that um it's a very it's a very like it's it's a big offset to the lights and the and the beauty of japan um so that experience alone was like insane so we, mm. when i think about what that gave me it gave me like a level of perspective that's made me really comfortable and at ease Clarity, when I think about the next couple of months. Hmm? Would you say a lot of clarity? 100%. Although, although, if I'm being honest, like I felt like I had that, but I hadn't really like come to, to terms with it and accepted that mm. this is how I felt. You know what I mean? Mm. But you know what's funny about the, even the way you just worded that and saying I feel like I already had clarity. I find that clarity is our natural state. Yeah. And then we completely fuck it up with all the madness and feelings sure. and thoughts that go on inside our head. We forget that clarity... When you're born, you, ju- you don't have any process of thinking or anything. You're just you're living in clarity and mm. in the moment. Unless you're so, hungry. <laughs> unless you're hungry. Yeah. But even then, you're living in the moment because you're hungry. Yeah, yeah, and that's true, what you're feeling yeah. in that yeah, moment. You're not thinking about it. Exactly. You're, you're not thinking like, oh, t- I need to eat in two hours' time. Yeah. It's only when, once you start to get the, the, the understanding of speech that then thought comes in and then thought messes everything up, which is why I think things are what we're talking about trying to process your thoughts and your feelings and meditations and journaling to understand all of that, to, to yeah. bring yourself back down to that level of clarity. And that's what I love about going away and traveling is like, <clears throat> you feel that sense of clarity. Like you were asking me before about how, what was the experience of being under the Northern Lights in Iceland? And my response is like, you just feel small because yeah. you just, I couldn't help but look up and think, I cannot believe what I'm seeing right now how many other things are happening like this right now in the universe yeah. this is just in one little part of our big world how many other things are happening out there and then it just made me think like what do i stress about like why do i stress about stupid things why do i allow little things to get on my nerves why do you know what i mean it's yeah. just like there's so many not really matters exactly like all this stuff happens is happening anyway and will always happen whether we're here or not so it's like why didn't we allow that feeling of like letting things happen into Which, our lives do you think though that that scares some people as well though people yeah. people fear the insignificance of that yeah. I feel like yeah or, f- or do you think that we are actually insignificant yeah you do we are we, we I are, don't think we are we are but we're not at the same time I, I, yeah, I don't think we because are because if you if you went and spoke to someone on planet 754 in galaxy whatever 100 million zillion light years away they're going to be like, and you try to give them opinion on something that you believe in, they'll be like, fuck are you talking about? Because it doesn't matter to them. Because what the world that we live in is such a bubble within itself that it's insignificant in the greater scheme of the universe and the happenings and the physics and the, like, it's all just out there at play by itself. Like, yeah. we, we're only significant to ourselves. Do you think? But what about, as, as what about we, en- like, energy doesn't, yeah, disappear. We're a, we're so a like if if there. if we're insignificant, why why do we have energy? Why is energy flowing through us? Do you know what I mean? So like in a way, like I get what you're saying. Like yeah. on a level, we are quite as individuals. The ego is in, insignificant, but like as a, an energy, as a collective, yeah, we're not. But but, we're, but again, that's what pe- you could get it mixed up. Where people would then think, oh well, I need to be significant. Yeah. But like just so, being is significant enough we're significant in the sense that we are part of the greater whole 
Like if I had a big ass baked cake right in front of us. We get an eaten now. What, yeah, we'd be getting eaten, but one little crumb off of that, if that is missing, it doesn't affect the greater whole. Do you see what I mean? But we are significant because we are that little crumb that is part of the, yeah. if you didn't have you a little crumb. You just made that up then? Yeah. Decent. You know I love a little it's metaphor. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that is a good one, right? It's nice. Yeah. Um, I, get it, I, mean? I get so, it, yeah. yeah so we're, we're, we're both significant and insignificant at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Depends, depends on how you look on it. Exactly. And I don't think there's anything wrong in any of those. I think, I, I, I think they're both true. Mm. Like they're both true, right? So the laws of science will say, dude, it's been fucking millions of years and you're only here for a hundred of them yeah. if you're fucking lucky. If you're so lucky. like your life is like nothing, right? Exactly. It's a blink. Uh, versus what you're saying, which I think is absolutely true. And actually I, I would hope everybody has that just as much as they have that sense of reality, yeah. which is a sense yeah. of, I can do anything I want to pursue and I can be whoever I want to be, do you know what I mean? But let's just, again, what you're saying, but let's just be really content and happy with the fact that I be. Yeah, It's yeah. amazing, right? Cool. Yeah. I think that like for like, when you're talking about that stuff, for me, it then becomes like, all right, so like, um, what, like, going back to the idea of goals and pressure and stuff, how much pressure do we want to put on ourselves to bring in all this other stuff of like a simple life? And this is really interesting because I know that you've gone through this year, Sierra, and, and, and so have I, but like, you begin to like build stuff that are completely meaningless and you're giving so much weight and energy into stuff that means nothing so when you were decluttering and literally mm. going back to some level of essentialism in your life and i've kind of done it in different areas like you begin over time to just build on stuff on top of this level of simplicity of life yeah. which is like i just be right then we're fucking gonna yeah because once you we're when, gonna hoard stuff we're gonna like buy stuff exactly. we're gonna do you know what i mean because once you go through that decluttering phase or non-attachment phase as I've, I've been referring to it as it's like you once you do that and you remove the stuff that is not that important and stuff that can easily I, I mean like physical stuff as well as emotional stuff yeah. as well as spiritual stuff as well as um, you know anything in that space once you remove those things that are not essential you find more room for the things that are essential absolutely mm. See you know what I mean? And there, there's so much, like, I cannot stress the beauty and the importance in that. And I feel like one of my biggest lessons this year has been, and it's also, I'd also say it's a regret at the same time, actually, is allowing myself to be um, my emotions and my feelings dictated to by external factors. So this is like, I'm going back to like June when my back totally went out and I didn't know what was going on with work and like all these external things I allowed affected, allowed to affect me that put me in a really bad mental place, probably like the worst place I've been in for like five or six years. And just being in that place was scary enough because I'd, I, I'd allowed myself to get into it through the external things being the the dictating factors rather than looking inside of myself and being like actually cool all right oh my back hurts a little bit and you know I can't I, ha I wasn't able to stand up for like two days and I couldn't go to the gym I could only the, the only exercise I could do was walking it's like that's going to get better so like right now okay cool yeah feel that but inevitably it's going to get better but I didn't I allowed myself to sink deeper into it and I feel like 
for me that's a regret because I, I regret allowing myself to do that but I've learned off the back of it once you strip out and I almost went through the non-attachment process after that and once you strip out all of the stuff that isn't essential is you shouldn't be attached to you then allow more room for the love and the good 100%. stuff to, to, to come in yeah so I mean yeah and you find beauty in other areas right that you realize you know and you begin to go oh fuck actually like there's a real beauty in this right so like, trees yes flowers trees oh is that your yeah. yeah really yeah. yeah yeah trees are boss any particular tree? Just, no, not really, no. Just, <laughs> I'm not attracted what? to them. Just really. nature? Just nature. Na- probably just nature. Yeah. Like, I love going back home to my mum's and going into her garden and just sort of walking around, walking yeah. around in her garden, just for, like, half an hour or something. Kick a ball around, something like that. But it's just, like, it's one of the, one of the things, like, you look at, like, just appreciating what's around, you know, it? like, looking for beauty and things that you might not otherwise do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got any regrets from this year? No, don't regret anything. You can't. You can't. I don't. I, I, I don't think you can, if you regret things, then it's something which is holding you back. Mm. You've got to. Um, like I reckon, I've made some difficult decisions, but like you've made them in the moment, yeah. and there's something which has led you to make that decision. And if you're not always going to get everything right, but like you can't necessarily regret it because something has built you, something has led you to that point to make the decision. You know what I mean? So you've almost just got to be strong-willed enough to just accept it. Yeah. So it's rather than regret, it's just acceptance, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just got to, like, that. that is what it is, like, move on. Build, yeah. Like, go, as you said, go from what you've learned because that's it, like you regretted doing something but what you learnt off the back of it. Do you know what I mean? So you can't really regret it then, can you? Because look at what you've learnt, that wouldn't have happened if you didn't go through it. I also find that, like, and I I use the word regret in a sense of like when I was in, like now looking back I don't regret it but like when I was in the moment I was regretting allowing myself to feel that but all I was doing, again, goes back to that thing of pressure. The more I regretted it, the more... I was like making myself regret it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I was like building, I was putting the pressure on itself rather than just letting it be what it was. Yeah. I just think the word regret is such a shit word, man. Mm. Like it connect, like it just kind of takes such negativity. Like yeah. for me, I just think, what can I build on? Like build is a stronger word than, yeah. and a more positive word. Mm. Like, so I align very much with all the stuff that Joe was saying. And I think it's very similar in terms of where you both come through. But for me, it's like less about it. Let's actually, like, let's not think about the stuff that we wish we didn't do and we think about the negatives that it gave us. But for me, it's a case of going, what are things that I can improve on? Yeah. Do better at? And I think that's what it is. And actually just understand that for every action, there's a reaction. And sometimes those actions can create negative reactions. And some of those negative actions can create positive reactions, yeah. right? So for example for any freelancer out there like you taking a freelance gig the negative reaction is the other person didn't fucking get it mm. so like there's always a negative to shit mm. so Cause let's just effect. not yeah, yeah so let's not focus too much on regrets but for me just think about the stuff that we can build on so for me it's a case of going look like it's a lot of stuff I can build on and I'm really content with that but the number one thing that I just want to build upon is this current state and feeling that I have right now, which is I don't want to be all that attached to like goals per se. I want goals that are really easy and simple to get so that therefore if I maximize it, I'm super happy, super content. And just 
how can I dial up the stuff that I already have that I know is really working for me? It's just, and, and that's it. Like, that's it. And I think like, that's almost like another thing is we're almost kind of conditioned to think about, especially at this time of the year, right? Like next year, I'm gonna fucking kill it. Gonna do this, yeah. gonna do this. And actually like, why can't we just do that all the time? Like, yeah, yeah. why do we need to give ourselves a year to then have that moment where we stop and reflect? Like, why can't we just do that all the time? Maybe every month, maybe every week, maybe at the end of every day, in, you know, in, in, in some cases. Like, I just think that like, we almost create pressure on yeah. ourselves <laughs> to have goals and think about what was really shit this year so that we can hopefully make ourselves feel a little bit better because maybe next year we're going to turn it around mm. and actually the reality is is you probably had a really fucking good year yeah mm, exactly. and you don't realize how fucking amazing yeah. some of those moments you had yeah. were and even if even if you haven't had a good year on paper and i say that with big inverted commas around good year on paper what have you learned this year well, what that's the, the what bigger define, question. What defines a yeah. good year? That's a good, what I'm saying. The definition of a good year will, will change yeah. depending on who you speak to. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, like our individual definitions of a good year might differ from someone else. We might tell someone else, yeah, I've had a good year, I did this, this, and this, and they might think, what? Shit, yeah. Year. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just thinking, like, there's, like, three guys here talking about, like, oh, you know, I went to in Japan and I got a couple of regrets. Yeah. And there might be somebody listening to this going, fuck, you guys are so out of touch with Ramara. And, and, and I get it. Like, people go through stuff and people yeah. go through some real difficult stuff. But, like, there are definitely things that you can take from really shit situations yeah. and really tough situations that can improve you and maybe more importantly when you think about the learnings that you have you can maybe offer that to somebody else so that they don't go through that that, that for me is like mm-hmm. massive like so when you think about le- like learnings it's not necessarily a case just for you but like then how can you share that with other people so that they learn so that they go through something similar yeah, good. yeah, I'm just very conscious that we're just three guys that have had like really interesting years. Yeah, and but we've, you know, we've spoken about stuff, and I there mean, might be somebody that's thinking, yeah, Fuck, but I got think, no idea. But even that, I would say on paper, there's a lot of things that in my year you could say isn't a good year. Great, <laughs> mate. I moved back in preach. with my parents. Pre- like, what's yeah, good about yeah. that at 32? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. But well, no, come no, on. Oh, come no, on. no, no. But I mean, there's obviously good. No, of course, but I'm saying on paper. Yeah, if, yeah, if you yeah. said that to someone, oh yeah, I'm 32, I just moved in with my parents, they'd be like, what the fuck, are you some kind of fucking loser? Like, what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? But like, to me, that's like, it's a, it's one of the good things that's happened yeah. this year because it's going to allow other things off the back. So again, it's it's about how you view it in your own mind. Mm. Like, I'm viewing my year as a good year because I've, I've had learnings off of the back of it and I think anyone is able to do that. No matter your situation, no matter what's happened, no matter any, like, tragedy tragedies or anything like that completely has just thrown your year out of whack there's still massive learnings off the back of it Absolutely. which you can reflect on and be like actually i have learned x y and z about myself about this year about time about space about my feelings about my thoughts about my emotions about the way i deal with people about my connections with people whatever it is yeah. about my working situation my home situation my relationships whatever and if you can look back with understanding of your learnings, that's a good year, no matter what the situations were. Yeah, agree. And you know what, like, when I think about like goals, actually there is one thing that I've had for a long time that's always been there and it still remains there, which is this idea of just being better and improving. Mm. And that for me just ladders into growth, right? So you're definitely growing every year. Like, there's gotta be a level of growth every year. And if you're not willing to at least identify where those growth moments are, then absolutely have to 
because then that will give you a real nice perspective on the year, man. Like, because I'm sure we can all hand on heart say that we've grown a bit this year, right? I think I'm still around six one, mate. Like. <laughs> 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 Last time I checked, I might have to measure myself. I think with my hair, dude. Yeah. I think I've grown quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think you're right, man. And I think like that's why I, it's important for me to do that and especially because it's my, always my birthday at the end of November so it's like I, I always reflect, every year yeah every year so I reflect back year to year yeah. via my birthday yeah and then I have this like little month window before the end of the calendar year where I start to think about you know the next 12 months ahead or like the possibilities and all the things that could like I could be reflecting on in the next 12 months so yeah, that's why I find these episodes in the year super interesting because like I start to go, okay, what are the learnings I've had in the last 12 months and what do I want to carry forward over the next 12 months? Do you know what I mean? Can't what are you? the learnings that you've had for the last 12 months? Then? That's a very good question, Joseph. I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, so mine are, for me, like I said, it's the, it's the thing of non-attachment. Like, the non-attachment thing has been huge. Like I can't... Well, explain that a, l- a little so bit. Like, so non-attachment in the sense of throughout my life, I've been a very loyal person to, to anything. Jobs, people, situations, finances, whatever, anything. Objects? Objects, everything. Everything and, and anything, right? <laughs> Football teams. Um, <laughs> but I, That you need to cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I um, have gone through this process of, like I said, stripping back like from, from, like I said, moving out of my flat and back into my parents, that's a big non-attachment process because I was attached to having my own space and my own place, something I could call my own, to take that away from myself and put myself back into a position where I have little of that because you know I'm at home, I don't have my own room, I have my own room, but I mean like, I, if I'm sitting in the front room, like wanting to watch TV, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's yeah. a different situation to like getting rid of old clothes that I've been fucking hoarding for yeah. years to like getting rid of like my car, do you know, just like stuff. Do, do you think I've it's like stripping the ego? Yeah, it is. It's a bit of that, but also I feel like it's a bit of like, it is, it's stripping, it's stripping that, the nonsense out of your life, which we, we attach meaning and connection to. Like there is absolutely no reason why I should be emotionally attached to any item I have in my life. Like particularly yeah. clothes. There's so yeah. many clothes that I just haven't got rid of over the years because I'm like, oh man, this this is my t-shirt. Like this yeah. is my t-shirt. Like this is like, I, I remember going out in this yeah. t-shirt and like, cool, like fine. The, you can still get rid of it. The funny thing about that is I think I'm just naturally like not attached. Yeah. And I, I think I can stem where this has come from. Was when I was a kid, my mum said that she would never let me get too attached to a toy mm. in case I lost it and I'd be devastated and she wouldn't be able to like see me devastated. So I almost feel like that's gone through with my life where it's just sort of, I'm, I'm a bit like, oh, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't really get that attached to things. Do you not own anything that you, like, like, is there nothing that you own that you have a level of attachment to? Like you could say me laptop, me phone, yeah. stuff that I'm trying to make. They replace again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the, the, nah, there isn't. There isn't anything. Like I, I like like you said about removing them with your parents, if I, like my main aim to move down to London was just, just try and do like create the life that I wanted to live. And I, I'm not afraid to 
keep going for that. Mm. And if I fail along the way and I have to move back to Liverpool with my parents, like that is literally not yeah. like. I, I, if I lost everything today and moved back and my parents, obviously I'd be a bit upset because it'll have put me back and I've put all this work in. But like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, yeah. you still got your family. Yeah. Your do, you know, do you know what's a good example of that is my chain, right? I've had to take off because it's clinging against my microphone. But this chain was my granddad's, yeah? And we're both Scorpios. Birthdays were two days apart. So I wear this every day because it was my granddad's and I have some emotional yeah. attachment and meaning to it. But... It's just an object. Of course. It doesn't carry anything. But it's got significance. It's got significance. But I could quite easily now not wear this every day. And I haven't really been wearing it too often recently because I'm just like, it's just an object. Like the attachment and the emotion that I have through this necklace for my granddad is here. I don't need to have this on me to carry that. Do you know what I mean? I think the only thing maybe is music that's the only thing i couldn't live without like spotify number one app 100 percent. like i just couldn't like do you know what i can i i tried i tried to end my spotify because i i i went for a total declutter of my phone so my non-attachment thing was mainly in the digital realm right? yeah, yeah even okay. just like 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 the news and stuff like i i don't watch any of it but um I tried to do that with the Spotify app. I just thought, let me just try and just get rid of it and end it. It lasted literally 24 hours. Yeah. I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? You said that. I, do you know what I did yesterday? I went through my Spotify and I just deleted a load of albums. Yeah. I got yeah. loads of albums downloaded yeah. that I haven't listened to. I just went through and just went back. I left myself with like five albums on there. And if, I, if there's something I want to listen to, I just go and download it again. Yeah. Like it's not, that's the beauty of the app is you can do that. Yeah. You know, but even though this isn't a, an advert for Spotify, but... Do you know what I mean? That is the beauty of that because you can do that. Yeah. Um, so what are your what are your learnings that, and lessons that you want to carry into next year? I did mine before, didn't I? Patience and oh, yeah. um, discipline. Um, like another one's like to stop overthinking things and just do things, mm. and rather than putting things off. Uh, and not making decisions because you're fearful of what might happen yeah. rather than just fucking doing it and dealing with what what happens. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I really feel like I'm in a place right now where I don't really want to be changing much in terms of, like, my my emotions, my feelings, and uh, kind of where I want to get to. I think, I think I've learned a lot about myself this year, um, and I'm really happy in the place that I'm at and more importantly the stuff that i really want to build upon is like literally just for example those more like that morning and evening ritual for me is just like the fact that i can end the year on that mm. and i've and, and, and you know and i've delivered that for so many months and it feels so a part of me like okay well that, for me it's just trying to figure out well, how can that work in other areas mm. like what can i take from that and doing other things and also, like, I've made a real commitment to myself. And to be honest, I've, like, I've done this for a while, but I'll, I'll continue to make this commitment, which is I'm only going to work on stuff that I really want to work on. Mm. Like, I'm going to say no a lot more. And it can come back to that thing of that learning of, you know, saying no and understanding that there are yeses to the no. Um, and I think, yeah, like, I, th- I think the number one thing for me is just, like, loving the fact that I'm in the place that I'm at right now and just accepting that and I'm really content with it and I'm not going to worry or overthink too much about 
where I want to go, what I want to do, and just accept that I'm really happy with this, mm. and I'm really happy with this being what it is for a little while. And uh, I think that's that's it for me. Like I said, I'm keeping shit really simple, really easy, <laughs> yeah. so I don't put too much pressure on it. So this time next year, when we get together and we chat and we, you know, and we get on the phone, I'm like, guys, I did this. Look what I fucking did this. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Under promise, over deliver. <laughs> yeah. Under promise and over deliver. There you go. Can I ask a question about like what's like? Has there been anything that's been really like what's influenced you the most this year? Oh, that's a great question. What has influenced? I I would say, and I think people who who have listened regularly to this podcast will know this is having been to Japan. Yeah. That completely changed. Yeah. And those of you who listened to episode 100 will remember Anton square in my face saying you've changed since you've come back from Japan. <laughs> like that, I think, I think the experience of it, I think the people I met, the way I was living, going back to your thing, like living with freedom and no plan every day. I think I came back to London and I was like, wow, like that, what, whoa, what did I just experience there? Like in that, that month, like, and like wanting to strip stuff back so that I could experience living like that more presently day to day so I definitely think that's been a massive influence and like even the Japanese culture like what you touched on that again has influenced a lot of what I've been up to and going through and processing this year and want to go on to doing next year with more traveling and more you know put myself in situations where you just never know what's going to happen or who you're going to meet or like that is definitely without like anything else even coming near it being the biggest influence on me this year What's been deleting Instagram? Oof! It's about six months ago, maybe maybe longer ago. Liberated. Getting rid of my old account. That's why you did that. Um, Part of it was because I was just getting sucked into just sort of like scrolling. Yeah. And I was just on it constantly, Um, and not putting that time into. Have you read Thing, that book? Things hooked. that I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got it, yeah, got it on you there. Got it. Yeah. Who, who's it by? Nea Eyal, is it? Nea? Yeah, I mean, I've not I've not read it, but I yeah. know about it, so yeah. you're probably better to talk about it, but it's it ba- talks about how these things are built, right? They're built around, basically, these apps are built around, like, our brain triggers. Hits, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it was just like, I'm just chase. And I was, I, the thing is, I, I'm still on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook for work, like, work. Yeah. Um, but, like, so I still do it to an extent on Twitter, but I've all I've also like built the who I follow mm. as some as something which is a bit more yeah. interesting. But I feel like Instagram is more built around that dopamine hit because it's all about the likes and the views, whereas Twitter is more of a platform you can go on and, yeah. and digest other stuff like news or sports yeah. or T- Twitter. Twitter, they, their thing is they say that like. Instagram is like look at me, whereas Twitter is look at this. Yeah. So it's all about people sharing what's going on. Because yeah. it's like a, it's a news source. I remember once, like um, a few months ago, we were around here and um, or I was I was here, and I heard a load of police cars and like um, helicopters go past. So I just Google like because then they were going towards Finsbury Park. So Google Finsbury Park, and it was when like Albania got through to the final of the of the, of, the, of like some international cup. And it was there's a big like community of 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 like oh, there, and they were all out celebrating like oh, wow. throwing off fireworks and that. Literally, just go. I mean, search it on Twitter, and then there's all videos of yeah, people up. all celebrating, and that's yeah. where the police were going to. Yeah. What about you? What's your biggest influence? Um, oh, 
dude i think like for me man like maybe it's a learning in itself actually but um in fact, this probably is a learning more than it is. In fact, it's, it's a bit of both. Look, like, I think if there's one thing about me, and this is actually something that me and Joe were talking about earlier on, which was like, um, I'm kind of like, I've been a person who's not really been able to like properly open up and articulate certain things to people. And uh, I think that's one thing that I've really forced myself to do this mm. year, which is actually just be really honest with people about maybe some of the stuff I'm going through, how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. And then suddenly what that's done in itself is, it's made me really appreciate the people I have in yeah. my li- like already in my life, and I think that in itself has been quite an influential experience for me because suddenly it's just like you realise there are diamonds when yeah. you thought it was something else, right? But then, what influenced that? I think it. I think it does into the situations and maybe some of the things I'd already gone through this year or yeah. had gone through in a few years, yeah. and maybe hadn't been open enough to talk about. Um, and actually, there's a level of apprehension, I think, that I've always had. The way that Joe maybe does all the way back to like how your mum didn't give you toys. Like, <laughs> it's probably rooted in something yeah. so long ago, yeah, which is yeah. like this inability to be really, like... like I'll let you finish, but what I mean is what influenced the change to be able to then start to open up? Because uh, yeah. what you're going to say is it's rooted into... Yeah, growing up has rooted you into being closed. But what influenced the change Got in it. being able to open up I th- or feel comfortable? Necess- necessity, would you say? I think there's, I, I think there are situations that you go through in life where you know and you accept that something about you needs to change. Yeah, and being willing enough and open enough to accept that change and try it is is probably what. It, so. When you go through something so so monumental mm. uh, and you realise that actually one way to get over it is maybe you need to lean on others because yeah. you can't stand alone and accept that actually if you are, maybe this is the wrong analogy, but you know if you feel like you're falling, then you, need, you need to just have faith in that there are people that are going to be willing yeah, to stand good, there and catch analogy. you, man. And I probably didn't ever realise that there were people down there willing yeah. to catch and I certainly didn't realise how many people there were and I think for me it's only ever made me think well I'll make sure I'll do that for other people if people are willing to do that for me then I'll do it for others so I think that for me in terms of like like someone's been really influential man like that man the people around me mm. man like friends and family like fuck yeah that's, that, that's, that's been probably pretty huge this year man so have you got any other final reflections on the year or anything you want to share or just do you bring up just do you isn't it? yeah as long as you can do yeah you can only inf- like you're, res- you're the only person who's responsible for you no matter who else is in your life mm. so you need to focus on doing you getting your- yourself right before you can then influence others yeah and the way to do that is just study jo- Dr. Joe Dispenza. <laughs> Actually, it's really, you know, it's really funny. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you remember this, but me and you once had a coffee by Gooch Street. Yeah. And you gave me, you recommended two books to me. One of them was a Joe Dispenza book and the other one was a Ray Dalio book, Principles, yeah. man. Yeah, Principles, have you read that? Principles is Sick, isn't it? Man. I feel, to be honest, like, thinking back, so that, that helped, I feel like that helped me. Did I read that this year? Oh, I think Dr. Joe's been like pretty monumental. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like, both of those books like and actually we and it took dude reading books 
Yeah. Sorry. Can I just? Yeah. I I need to apologise to all the book readers that I had been that I'd spoke so much shit about <laughs> for so many years because. And obviously, I remember Joe recommending me those two books, and I think my response would have been the standard response, just like, God, reading's boring, man, it takes fucking ages. <laughs> but actually, dude, now, man, like, reading some of the stuff that I've been able to get through, thanks for the recommendations from you and even from Joe as well as other people, mate, like, actually being fucking hell, man, like, that, that is, that's been influential, That's man. a big one, yeah. Some of the fucking books I've been reading. But actually, yeah, um, some of that Joe Dispenza stuff is is, is 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 really dope, and I remember you actually recommending it to me. It took me fucking ages to get there, but bro, I got <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Just nice. understand that I got yeah. there. Well, well about glad. principles. What's what's that about? Because you, it's he, I haven't read that. So he, Ray Dalio, he owns one of like the big world's biggest hedge funds. What I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember the fucking name of it. But, but anyway, he, he's like developed these principles which help dis- help guide his decision making. Yeah. And he's just written out his principles and explains them and just like sort of like gives them to you in a way that like you can either adopt his principles or you can develop your own. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 a lot of it's just linked to decision making, so helping you make better decisions based upon like what you truly believe in. So you're making decisions based around how like, you know, not just, not just how you're feeling in the moment and on a whim, but how like you feel about yeah things and situations and what i like about the book is the context of it was he was somebody that had gone on that journey that corporate journey of investment hedge bank mm. become massive and he completely fucked it up and he was well he and other people but he especially was solely responsible for the big fuck up so mm. he lost everything yeah, reputation wow. gone everything and he had to dial back in like he, he, he had to uncover essentially like these guiding principles that help him get back onto a journey um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, 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 that was one of the first books I read. Oh, yeah. So, good ones. Good uh, place to start. Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog, Phil Knight. Yeah, that's a really good book. Knight book. Yeah, those, those, man. Nice. Um, in terms of like going forward for me, man, like, uh, what was the question you asked us before then, before Joe got into it? What was it? Any final, final Any thoughts? final things? No, man, I think like... <laughs> I think there's enough gems in this already yeah. no look i think if there's anything it would just be like it's really easy sometimes to just get and it goes back to the thing that you were talking about like just keep things really super simple and just like kind of understand simplicity it can get really easy to put yourself in a situation where you where you feel like um there's a lot of questions you ask of yourself you need to figure out who you are where you want to go what you want to do and I think like, that's kind of like the beauty of the generation of the world we live in right now, which is like we, are, like we have the ability to have these moments of complete existential crisis, yeah, where we feel like, fuck, like, what's my meaning? Like, <laughs> like, how significant am I? But also I'm really insignificant. Like, what, you know, what's yeah. what it mean? Actually, like, you, like, just keep things really fucking simple. Like, what is it that you'd love to be able to do today? Just fucking do that today. Yeah. What is it you, you know, and if you think, if you can think about what you want to do this week and achieve this week, just fucking achieve it. It'll make it really fucking easy, man. Like, just don't put all the fucking pressure on yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I think I would add to that, like, you will never be in a position where you will regret trying to understand yourself better and trying to gain more self perception and self-knowledge and self-development and like it's one of the most powerful journeys you can go on and I think 
you know, through all of us this year and previous years and stuff, like that is just such a big impactful thing in our lives. Like I would just say Nike, any day, any year, it doesn't matter if you're listening to this halfway through 2020, like you'll never regret the decision to go down that path. And you can always start now. Yeah. You don't have to wait. Just you don't have to wait till the beginning of the year, yeah. exactly. Start yeah. right away. Yeah. So yeah, and on that note, and look guys, thanks for this. It's been thanks for it, great to have you both here and have nice this conversation. DMC, gotta love a DMC. Gotta yeah. love a DMC. So yeah, appreciate it and Nice one for having us on. Finally, after two years. Finally. I finally got here. Finally made the two debuts today. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, cheers, guys. Cheers, dude. Nice one, boys. So there we have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Corner with Nish and Joe of Our Learnings from 2019. There was loads and loads of stuff in that episode there, and we honestly could have gone on for another hour, but they're the kind of conversations that me and Joe and Nish have been having independently with each other so I just thought it would be a really good idea to get us all together and just talk about the things that we've learned and been through this year and I hope that you found that a really helpful episode especially going into the new year and if it did help you and you think there's someone that you know that would benefit from hearing it then be sure to send them that episode send them a link send them a screenshot it's important that we continue to spread these messages and the positive vibes of the podcast because like I said I started this podcast to help inspire positive change and you can be a part of that by sharing the love and sharing this episode with a friend as ever you can connect with me on Instagram at I am Alex Manzi so be sure to hit me up give me a shout drop me a DM whatever it is say hi I'm always there to chat to people so be sure to hit me up on Instagram But until the next episode, thank you for listening and I will see you for the next one. This podcast is produced by Unedited.